it's time to kickstart your confidence. In this podcast, you will hear open and honest interviews with business owners and like-minded people who have struggled and then how they've overcome their own issues. Listen to their real-life struggles and personal accounts of how they've changed their lives and continue to do so on a daily basis. Get rid of stress, own your own space and thoughts. It's time to take control, build your personal health and well-being improve as you travel with us on this journey. And now your host, former British champion, owner and chief instructor of Hastings Kickboxing Academy and third Dan Black Belt, Carl Denning. Cool. So today I'm here with Ross Skelton, who's a bit of a legend in Hastings for running. Um, he is a local runner, but he's also run at world status. He has uh, run with Mo Farah quite a few times, which is uh, quite an achievement, I think, which we're going to talk about. We've got loads to talk about today, so we're just going to dive straight in. So first of all, I want to say thank you, Ross, for your time. Appreciate it. Nice to see right, you. No worries. You've thank you. Migrated from next door. <laughs> yeah, just that road. Yeah, not too far. So, I mean, there is so much to talk about. I just want to go straight in. So I've had a quick look. You've run 238 races, according yeah. to Google. I know when we spoke earlier, you was like, have I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's quite a lot, isn't it, when you think about it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's quite a few races. That's, that's yeah. like a lot of races. And you're known for by a mid to long distance runner? Yeah, so perhaps when I was a little bit younger, sticking to the track races and as I've got older, kind of... Uh, Anything from 5k up to the marathon now, so yeah. Oh, wicked. So, yeah. Fantastic. Now, I'm going to be completely honest at the beginning of this. If there's people watching or listening, I'm not a runner. Yeah, so, <laughs> okay. You know, I'm, in, I'm, I'm chatting to you. I generally, there's stuff that I want to learn and stuff I want to know. I've never been out of run. I, I hit a mile marker and my back starts to hurt. I have tried to train for it. I have been in a tent a few times. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And that has actually helped, which we'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. But I do know that I need to do more. Yeah. But it's like that. Like, running is my pet hate so apologies for anyone who's listening and watching this um but i think it's gonna be a really good interview for people that want to know about running so hopefully you're gonna enlighten me as much as everyone listening that's kind of what i'm hoping for today okay um so when we say mid to long what what's a mid run and what's a long run uh what training yeah okay so uh a mid a mid run would be say in the morning i'd perhaps go up for eight miles Okay. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> I don't even drive that. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, preferably on a Sunday, most runners, you know, who run will uh, always leave their longer run to Sunday. Okay. We'll touch anything from 15 to 22 miles, maybe longer in a marathon. Wow. Yeah. And you, you're just going to do it. I'm just going out for... Yeah. Because I've read a few statuses and you've actually said like, oh, I've banked 16. And in my head, I was going, no, 16 minutes, that's not much. Yeah, that's But right. you mean miles. Yeah, so, yeah, we will, you know, perhaps start on the seafront and go to, like, towards Eastbourne and back. Or I'll run, my mum will, wow. like, take me out yeah. and I'll run back from Eastbourne. So when you think it like that, you're like, ah, it's actually quite far. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a marathon. Or yeah. Do, getting yeah. towards a yeah, marathon. pretty much, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, and you'll just go out on a Sunday as a, like, most people go out for a Sunday walk. Yeah, pretty but, much, yeah. I mean, there are, you know, there are some weekends where it's, tough you know you wake up and you're like oh, okay got 20 miles to do yeah but yeah some some it does get easier you know like we have um i have a training partner gary gary foster yeah who's got, a beast at running yeah, as well yeah oh, he's brilliant brilliant yeah. guy and yeah you know we head out together and he helps me just as much as i help him so it's, yeah. it's great yeah really good who's faster yeah no to be fair to gary he's you know he's he's only just started running you know he's, he's been running for about five years and he's yeah. come on leaps and bounds so 
Great guy though. Yeah, Brilliant yeah. guy. It must be nice to have someone at that level then that can run. Because yeah. if I ran with you, I'd get to the end of the close. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I think until people perhaps, like a few of my mates come down and they go, I'll come out with you and all right, you're going to have to come on the bike. And then they get on the bike and they're uh, knackered perhaps after 20 minutes. Yeah, and that's on the bike. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah so yeah. Uh, yes, it's, it's, it's great to have Gary for company because we just chat the whole way. It's yeah. brilliant. So can so when you run, again, if I'm running at any pace, and when I say when I run, obviously I don't do that much, but when I do go out for a run occasionally with my fight team, um, I'll get a half mile in and I can't talk anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm having to focus on my breathing, my foot pattern, and my steps and my heart rate. Like, can you just run and talk at that pace? And can you sit into a rhythm where it's comfortable? Yeah. Yeah. It, and, it, you know, there, there are most easy runs that is, you know, normal yeah you know if it's a session day then we might have a little bit of banter like have a bit of um you know talking at the beginning but after that it's, it's pretty quiet but yeah i mean if me and gary go out yeah we will preferably talk pretty much the whole way perhaps the last five miles we'll get a little bit you know quiet yeah you know as it starts to kind of hurt a little bit but other than that yeah we do chat quite a bit i mean i chew mm. most people's ears off when we're around yeah. so yeah shut up i'm trying to concentrate <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so no yeah there's a bit of chatting going on but um you know, yeah, it's uh, it helps the time go by a lot quicker as well. I mean, if I was to come boxing with you guys, I'd probably be knackered after yeah. five minutes on the pads. Yeah. So it's, it's relative, isn't it? So Well, if you want to, ever want to come do pads just for a bit uh, of fun, I'm right, I'm right. let me know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not coming for a run. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm all right. I'll see you running. Yeah. yeah. So. Oh, that's cool. So tell me about some figures because, again, you, you could tell me some figures. I'm like, okay, but I know there's going to be people that are listening to this that will go, oh, my God. Yeah. So just talk me through some figures that people would understand um, so we, we've got an idea of your pace. So in, in terms of pace, so my marathon pace, I will run around 5.15 mile in per mile, wow. um, which I would say most people, you know, perhaps if that don't run, might be able to stay that for like 400 metres. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, perhaps easy pace, you know, some people might be able to stay for two, three miles. So there's a big transition yeah. in terms of pace. Um, yeah, it's kind of like, obviously, the shorter the distance that you race, obviously, the faster the pace is going to be. Yeah. So like my 10K pace is going to be four, 440 mile in or so. Wow. Um, yeah, mine's like eight. <laughs> 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 yeah. that, actually that reminds more like 840 i think yeah. but i mean it's still good you know like and and you know the, i think people got to remember it's it's got to be specific to everyone that runs so yeah. everyone's pace is going to be totally different and, there, and i mean there are days where i head out and the legs are just you know absolutely in bits so yeah. i might drop back to 730s oh know, god and, yeah. so you know <laughs> yeah. you know you've got to run slow sometimes you know and it's you know you've got to slow down a little bit and take your foot off the gas a little yeah. bit so it's, it's important to do that. You can't, you know, weeks, you know, months that obviously you, you bank in terms of mileage. Yeah. You can't operate at 100 miles per hour or 100% every week. It's, you know. You burn out. Yeah. You, you want the quality in the sessions. So if I go out and run my easy runs too hard, then I'm not going to get that quality in the session. Yeah. So um, it's important that we run slow and obviously get the quality in the sessions. So, yeah. yeah. How many, so how many sessions do you do? So we do two. Um Tuesday and Fridays are our main sessions. Yeah. So the Tuesday will normally be a, like a, a speed session. Okay. 
And then the Friday will be more like tempo, so working around half marathon, marathon pace, which is it's not as strenuous on the body. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of people disagree. This is a little bit. But um, I would say Sunday itself, you know, the long run is a session in itself. Yeah. yeah it's a long distance to run. Obviously, you're not running like flat out, but it's a long time on your feet. So yeah. I would I would treat that as a session for itself. So three, three sessions, really. Two hard sessions and kind of more of a steady, longer run at the weekend, yeah. Okay. And you do... Is that other training that you do in between? Yeah, so the days in between, I will double run. So obviously, I, I will run eight in the morning and four or five miles in the evening, mm-hmm. a little bit slower. Yeah. Um, so you're, you're still going out daily and doing 12, 13 miles. Yeah. So... Yeah, those those days in between will be like recovery days, um, and depending on the type of time of the year, you know, most most session days we start at like nine o'clock, and in the evening I'll still go out and do four or five miles in the evening of wow. that session day, just to shake the legs out, get some kind of junk mileage in. <laughs> so, so a five mile run just as a warm down. Pretty much, yeah. Mm. Well, you just yeah you shift shift all the crap out of your legs from the session, so it's that is some some days is very really tough you know yeah. especially in the winter as well you know yeah getting out and running in the dark ain't the best yeah, 30 mile an hour winter when it is england so it's yeah, better right, i'm yeah. saying we've had the best summer we've ever had <laughs> yeah, but have. oh yeah 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 it's tough you know when it's hailing or you know it's absolutely belting it down with rain you know it's i hate running into the car and it's like 10 yeah. foot <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it can be yeah it's a nightmare some days so oh, yeah. uh yeah, and then I'll, I'll um, do two gym sessions a week as well. Yeah. So like weights, of, cardio. Yeah, so preferably weights. Yeah, you know, um, you know, nothing too heavy. Um, we kind of, um, you know, back squats, deadlifts, calf raises, those sorts of things with core and glutes. Nice. Um, yeah, you know, the, I think those things can't be neglected. You know, even for your kind of average Joe kind of guy, you yeah. know, it's going to make you more durable. So you're more likely to you know, last longer in terms of without breaking down and getting injured or, you know, adapting niggles yeah, yeah. and tightness and stuff like that. So it's it's definitely a key part of training for sure. Um, and it definitely helps me as well. Yeah, so, yeah. nice. Uh, so, I mean, that's a fairly intense package of, of yeah. training. Um, I mean, the level you're at, I wouldn't expect it to be easy. But again, mm-hmm. people, people when they talk about our oh, martial arts, uh, if, you, if you train once or twice a week, you know, you won't get to fight level. Mm-hmm. And then when you do get to fight level, you're not going to get to competition or certainly national standard until you're training six, seven days a week. But it's just that that levelling up, I guess. Yeah, it's it's almost, it is, it is a very, very addictive thing. You know, when you get into whether it's, you know, martial arts, boxing or, you know, running, it's addictive. Mm. Um, but you've got to have downtown time as well. You know, yeah, do you get to, much downtime? Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, obviously, the time that I have in between, you know, my runs and stuff, you know, yeah. I try and just switch off as much as possible. And, and Can you switch off? Because that's something I really struggle with, like massively struggle with. I'm quite, like, lucky. In, in, yeah. I, I can be quite lazy. Can you? Yeah, very lazy. I mean, I, I mean, I can afford to be, I guess. But, yeah. uh, you know, perhaps on race days, I, if I've run really well, I'm absolutely buzzing. You know, people can't yeah. shut me up. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, and it's, you know, I think it's, it's earned a little bit, you know, to you know, chat people's ear off after running really well. So, um, no, yeah, there are days where, you know, it's um, just switching off, perhaps you know, playing the PlayStation or watching yeah. the TV or, you know. Just some, uh, some proper downtime. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think so. It's really important to do that. I think if you're 100 mile an hour doing it, then, you know, you're just more likely to 
break down mentally as well. Yeah. So yeah, and that that again that must be, for me running the sort of miles that you're doing like that's a lot of time in your own head. Mm. You know, for for boxing or horse riding or something like you can't switch off at yeah. all whereas i'm not saying you switch off but if, you, if you're doing like a eight nine mile run you put your headphones in and go mm. there's a lot of own time there or certainly in my head there would be a lot of oh, own most time. definitely most definitely is yeah. that easy to deal with or there are times i mean you know as as some people do you know you might be a bit low and it's there there are times where you go out for a run and it's probably the worst time to be alone by yourself and yeah. then you know getting out the door you know, I like running through the countryside. I think it's absolutely stunning. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's it's beautiful. So there's that time where it's it's absolutely perfect to kind of be alone with your thoughts. But I can be, you know, I wouldn't say I'm a loner, but I I can be alone. Yeah, you're sense. you're happy. Yeah, being in your own yeah in your own company. Yeah, 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 definitely. And then you know there are days where I like when you know I get the headphones in and just switch yeah. off a little bit, just like listening to. You know, a bit of house music. Or so what do you, what, what yeah. you listen to when you run? Yeah, yeah what do you listen to when you I run? Mean, yeah, a bit of everything, really. Yeah. I know a lot of people say that, but, you know, I'll listen to anything from kind of like deep house music to kind of bloody the Foo Fighters or whatever. Okay, <laughs> but something with a good bait. Yeah, Obviously, yeah. 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 Deep house, <laughs> fur and stuff, and that's good. Um, and again, like you say, you can talk as well, so it's not like... Yeah. Because I know a lot of people will run and completely like, don't talk to me. Yeah, I mean, you know, I would say the majority of my week... I will, like perhaps all the junk mileage, I will run by myself. Yeah. Sundays, I'll always run, try and run with Gary. Yeah. Where we chat and perhaps catch up, which is great because we yeah. don't really, I might see him down Wisdoms or something. Yeah. Down the yeah. shop and, you know, but then we'll catch up like in the in the long run, which is great. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you might get a few of the uh, the younger guys, the few little nippers like creeping yeah. up and, you know, they start coming with us, which is great. It's great to see, obviously, the younger lot coming. Yeah. How, how old was you when you started running actually didn't ask you that so i was i think i started taking running well i started running when i was about 10 okay um, and it is, was that like at school when you thought oh i've done all right there how, how did it start i tell you what I, well i went to little ridge okay yeah which is obviously just around the, corner. Just around the corner yeah um and i was kind of like one of the best in the school yeah um and so like when you do like sports day yeah i'm guessing yeah yeah um and then Obviously, my dad, he he's always run as well. Yeah. So seeing that growing up was good for me. Yeah. Um, I would literally come out the school gates and we would race home. So really? we lived in Martingale Close. So we'd literally okay. sprint down the hill. Yeah. He would never let me win, by the way. So <laughs> I'd be on the Not front, winning, boy. Literally, I'd, I'd be on the front lawn, like, crying. And yeah. stuff, like, and I'd be like, come on, you know, come on in. And Beat him again. Yeah. So um, it kind of, the, the competitive started, like, from there. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I think as I got older, obviously going to William Parker, it being a little bit more serious, it kind of... Because the best athletic track around yeah, by yeah, far. Yeah, it kind of just manifested from there. And I wasn't, you know, when I moved to, you know, Parker, I wasn't the best, you know, yeah. and that was a real tough time to yeah. try and manage. There was there was a long period where, I, you know, I didn't really think about seeing it through, you know, because I wasn't the best. But yeah. it was kind of just biding my time you know i was quite you know underdeveloped you know yeah. obviously going into year seven there was like kids that were probably fully grown and yeah. stuff like that so oh yeah that i'm still only five foot six <laughs> yeah, like yeah, everyone same, else yeah. <laughs> yeah they had like chest hair beards, yeah it's a lot you know? yeah you're only 12 <laughs> <laughs> yeah what's going on here yeah. so yeah that was a you know again it took me till year 11 until i was like the best in the school yeah. kind of thing yeah and then um 
going to college. Yeah, it kind of just year after year, it kind of just developed more and more really yeah. in terms of the running, you know, how long I'd been running for. So yeah. yeah. So it took a little while then. It, it didn't just ages. come overnight. You, you no, to... yeah. And it's still happening now, to be honest, <coughs> you know, like it, it's really weird. You kind of, you go to different schools and you're not the best. And you perhaps, when I went to university for a little bit, I wasn't the best. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I still race now and I'm not the best. And it's, you have to deal with that, but you still have to have that kind of mentality to be like, what do I need to do to improve myself yeah. to, to get better? Yeah. So, yeah. You've actually, you've just touched on something I've never thought about at all. So, obviously, I'm a kickboxer. You get in the ring, there's two people, one win, one loses. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you draw. But, you know, as a rule, there's two of you, there's one outcome mm-hmm. in reality, or two yeah. outcomes, but yeah. But when you're running, there could be 10,000 10, people. Yeah, right, yeah. So, obviously, there is a winner. So, you, you've got, you know, gold, silver, bronze. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> how does that work mentally? Because like you say, when you've got 10,000, like if you had 10,000 people in a ring, I mean, it'd be a big ring, but yeah, right. do, do you yeah. see what I mean? Like, what's that like? Because although it's a a single person game, it's not like a game of football where you've got a team, you're running by yourself to win. Yeah. But then, like, where does it sit in your head to go, well, I didn't win, but I come second or top 10 or top, like, how does that work? Like, I've never even thought about that. I mean, it's kind of changed over time. I think when I when I was running younger, you know, going to my first um, English schools cross country, you know, you're lining up, and it was the first time I'd lined up in a field of say like 500 people. Yeah. And it was like a stampede. Everyone took <laughs> off, and all you hear is this like rumbling, and it was like obviously people's feet and stuff. Yeah. And that was I was so so nervous. Yeah. Like I nearly didn't start a race because I was that, that, really? that nervous. And then it yeah it just you know moving and improving over the years you know you get into bigger races with obviously a lot bigger fields like you say like ten thousand people so it's kind yeah. of like you start to get used to it obviously you put yourself in the deep end a little bit and i think you start warming up and you see so many people there but then you get on the start line the gun goes and you kind of switch off a little bit yeah it's just kind of like all right who's around me so the numbers the aspect of the numbers kind of fades away a little bit um yeah it's it's weird you know but you kind of block it out a little bit yeah and i suppose you must have your own goals like i want to beat my pbs yeah i want to make top 10 or or whatever yeah i think there there are some races where i'm like right you know i could finish really high here you know i could you know preferably you know get in the top five um there are going to be some races where you know perhaps when i was growing up you know if I made top 20, I'd be really happy. Yeah. But I think as I've perhaps matured, I know that if I go to a race and be like, right, if I literally just work on myself and get the best out of myself on that day, then I know I can finish higher up. Yeah. So instead of worrying about what everyone else is doing, I yeah. will, yeah, just think, right, I need to, if I can tick all those boxes going into the race and during, yeah. I'll get the best out of myself every single time. Brilliant. Um, and yeah, obviously the, the mental side of that as well is really important. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that actually, as you've said that, I say to my fight team constantly, worry about your own training. Don't worry about their fight. Worry yeah. about your fight. And when you go into the fight, you do the best that you can. If they fight their best fight and lose, the other guy was better. That's right. Plain yeah. and simple. Yeah. But if they fight and lose, but they didn't do their best, that's when it get, becomes really disappointing because you think you let them beat you because you wasn't performing. Now, there can be reasons. It could be illnesses, injuries, and so yeah. on. But if they're peaking 
and they do their best, they should win. And then obviously if they don't win, it's not a problem. And I'm not upset by that. But mm. if they don't do like if they get out of the ring and they're not even sweating and they lose, I'm like, what's wrong? And they're like, oh, couldn't work today. It's like, oh my God. Yeah. It's, it's frustrating, yeah. To to kind of put yourself in those situations where you want always the best out of yourself yeah. is um like you said, it goes back to that kind of if you're in a ring, just like you are running, <clears throat> you're alone. You know, it's, it's on yeah. you a lot a lot of the time and, you know, uh, it's quite hard to always get that right, yeah. to kind of peak and everything needs yeah. to kind of come together, really. And it has to work. Oh, definitely. Like that, all yeah. the time. And it's such a fine balance. <clears throat> cool. Um, so you beat, you, you've just beat a PB, haven't you? You took 30 seconds off the Antrim. Antrim, yes. Antrim yeah. run. So tell me about that. So yeah, I, uh, I got invited to a race up in Northern Ireland. Um, I think it's called Laun, if I'm correct. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I got invited and it was the first time I've actually been, everything's been catered for. Yeah. So I had this guy just ring me up and was like, right, we're going to pay for your flights. Amazing. We're going to pay for the accommodation. So does that make you a pro? Like, does that, how does it work? Like um, I would say an elite athlete, yeah. Elite. I, yeah, yeah, I'd yeah. say an elite athlete, I'd fall into that category. Um, yeah. And yeah, it was quite it was a new thing for me where normally I have to go to races, worry about dinner, worry about everything going on. Yeah. And this time it was really nice. I could literally get there, chill out and not have yeah. to worry about a thing. So yeah, we obviously, I flew over. Um, obviously because of the pandemic, it was a, an elite only race. Yeah. So uh, there was 30 elite women and there were 60 elite men. Um, and obviously, you know, Mo Farah being one of those uh, athletes yeah. as well. Um, yeah, obviously half marathon distance. I've been training my butt off for the last couple of months going into it with yeah. obviously no races at all, which is quite yeah. difficult. And Good old COVID. Yeah, good old COVID. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I, I run a massive PB, 30 seconds, 30, 40 seconds PB, which is... Wow. I think really good, um, and the, and the conditions weren't great either. Yeah, you know, it was the the race is right on the coast, so we had headwind literally going out and back. Wow, so it wasn't nowhere right, yeah, like yeah. ideal conditions at all. What's it like running with someone like Mo Farah? Because again, people watching them, like, oh my god, like Mo, like everyone knows who Mo Farah is. Yeah, and then you're on the starting line with him. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, it was a really surreal moment for me um obviously you know mo farah if you know some people don't know he's obviously a, a double olympic gold medalist over five and ten thousand um you know he's broken world records one sports personality of the year yeah and watching him on tv to you know eating breakfast and him being there yeah. you know, to, to warming up and him being there um was really surreal um and it made it even more surreal um walking to the start and uh, he comes up alongside me and he starts asking me about my shoes. <laughs> and I'm like, what's going on? You yeah. know, like, this is really weird. You know, yeah, we was literally just having a, a little bit of a chip chat yeah. before warming up, you know, and, and obviously before the before the start. So it was, it was a really... What's he like as a guy, is he? he he's pretty sound. Yeah. You know, he's just a normal guy. Yeah. You know, he's, you know, I know, I know he likes to play the PlayStation and, you know, in his downtime. And yeah. he's, he's a pretty sound down-to-earth guy. Um I know he supports Arsenal, which is preferably my best team. Yeah. But, you know, uh, I'm a West Ham fan, so yeah. yeah, he's. I know he's big into his football. Yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously, you're lining up this guy, and then you're thinking, "Hang on a minute, you know, this guy has been on TV, like yeah. you know, like a multi-millionaire. He's one of the best on the planet. 
Yeah, he yeah for I think like six seven years he was undefeated. Yeah. So to line up with him and then think actually hang, hang on a minute I need to switch on now. Yeah, yeah. I need to think right this is it, it's time to like get my head into gear think about me not, yeah, yeah. not him. Yeah. So it's yeah that was a really it was fun it was a little bit like new to me as well like obviously uh, having to think about that as well but yeah. yeah it was no it was a really good weekend and I'm glad you know I made the trip over and. You know, uh, a guy called James who set it up did a fantastic job as well. Yeah. Yeah. Was it hard to keep up? I mean, I know he's quick. I know you're quick. But did you feel, because again, over the distance, obviously, you pace it yourself. And like, was you running going, my God, that's fast? The guy's insane. You know, like his half marathon pace is my 10K pace. So that puts it in perspective a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, if I went with him for the first like six miles, you know, I'd be absolutely flat out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then it would have just messed my race up. So that, in context, is how fast. Was it hard was. not to go with him? Because uh, there must re- be that. Not really. I mean, I I've got used to it a little bit yeah. over time. I'm like, I know for a fact if I go with it, right, that's it, dead in the water. Yeah. You know? And it's again, it's such a long way to go. Being my first time, yeah, I had obviously. A, I w- I wanted to go there and prove myself. Um, I didn't get picked to run for England. So they was going to send an England team out there, like a, a team of four. Yeah. And um, I'd beaten all the guys previously, which I awesome. got very annoyed at. But <laughs> I was thinking, right, I'm, I'm, going to go, I'm going to go there and prove a point. So yeah. that was my main goal, to go there and prove a point that I so should that, be in that team. Hey, guys, should be there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So I, I I went there and done the business, really. Yeah, so yeah. I was really yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So I've read the article, like, and again, like the title, you just think, "Wow, like phenomenal." Yeah, phenomenal. I think it, I, I don't think it's still like sunk in really. Mm. You know, the kind of the jump that I've made. You know, which again, yeah, finishing tenth and you know running and mixing it up with these guys. You know, th- these guys are you know international, you know, athletes. You know, sponsored yeah. athletes. Some of them are sponsored by Nike, New Balance, you yeah, know, Asics. You know, come on, Nike, yeah. help out Ross. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what they're waiting for. Yeah. <laughs> so, Mo Farrell's asking him yeah, advice right. on his trainers. Yeah, that's right. He actually was. So, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Again, like, talk, so talking about trainers, actually, is, is my next question. I Again, I don't run. I know nothing about them. I, I could talk to you for hours about boxing gloves and gum shields and stuff. Yeah. But, for again, for the people that are listening, like, how important is kit? How important are trainers, socks, pants? I don't know, like... I would say, like, a runner's arsenal, like, the main bit of kit is shoes. Yeah. You know, that's the main thing you're going to be using day in, day out. Yeah. You know, regardless of, you know, what you what you want to buy. Um, and, yeah, I, I mean, I wear um, pegs, like Nike Pegasus or New Balance. Yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a shoe called Tenet, like the 1080s. And, yeah, I mean, I change my shoes perhaps, like, I don't know. They normally last for about 500 miles. So for me... <laughs> I like how you put a mile like a car. Yeah. And it needs to service. Yeah, it literally yeah. is. Like once they're gone, like the shoes are gone, you like you lose the support. Yeah. So yeah, they they might last maybe two months for me. Wow. Which, and 500 then I miles? Yeah. I, li- I literally don't drive that. Well, yeah, perhaps a bit longer, you know, perhaps, <laughs> but, yeah. But even so, like, so you're going through a fair few pairs a year? Oh, definitely, yeah. yeah. Quite a few pairs. So then I'll have... My mileage shoe, so those like the pegs are kind of a little bit heavier. Yeah. And then you have your racing shoes. So okay. um they've got they're a lot lighter now. 
So you're like because they're lighter, it means that you can travel without having to carry as much weight. Yep. So you're not burning as much energy. Yep. Um, so yeah, I have a pair of those, and yeah, they've you know they really served me well. Again, it's you know like you putting on your boxing boxing gloves. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So it's yeah. There's that, and then I mean it's different. So like in the summer, obviously I just wear shorts and yep. perhaps a vest or a t-shirt. And perhaps even some days I might even take both off and, you know, just run with my top off to get, yeah. get a bit of a tango. Or so, <laughs> well, why are you there? Yeah, that's, yeah that's it. Yeah. And then uh, obviously the winters, again, totally different. So I'll be in a woolly hat, yeah, all layered up. I mean, there's not much of me. So I'll wear like long tights, yeah, perhaps like three or four layers, gloves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, it's, it's, it's totally different in the winter. It's a totally different like transition yeah. of clothes. So, but the main thing is the trainers. Hundred percent. The rest of it is is I, I'm guessing just you can wear a t-shirt, vest, hoodie. Doesn't really matter too much. I'm guessing. Not really. No, like it's at the end of the day, it's you doing the work. Yeah. Um, no kind of kit or shoe or you know anything's going to change that. You know. So, but yeah, the main bit of kit really. You want a good trainer. That's yeah. a lot of people tend to buy on how it looks. Yeah. But preferably, if you're getting into running putting that whatever's comfortable you know like it doesn't have to look a certain way yeah. as long as it's comfortable for you and it works there's a it's like a saying if it ain't broke don't fix it yeah, yeah. so it's that exactly that and pegs is work for you so yeah pegs and new balances yeah just yeah. completely work for me so um yeah i think that applies to pretty much any person not even elite you know yeah. if it's if it works for you just keep it yeah. you know, and just keep using the shoe yeah yeah Okay, cool. So thinking about that then, what like how do you map your running? Like what, what do you I haven't got that written down, but like do you use Strava? Do you use a special app? I, I again have no idea. So I was on Strava, I had a Garmin and Garmin I mean I, I do have a Garmin still, which I still use. Yeah. Um they obviously log all your runs kind of it kind of it's literally out all on the table. So yeah. it will have all your mileage weekly, monthly, yearly. Yeah. Knows how high you're climbing in terms of elevation yeah. heart rate stuff like that personally i was using it and perhaps it was becoming too like analyzed on it like so barry said that yeah that barry said that yeah mm. and, and and gary was the same you know was yeah. on it and it's so hard not to because you know you have a thing called segments so like someone might have a faster point in a in a, in a part of the town yeah um and I look at it, I think, oh, I could go out and do that and beat it. You yeah. Know? But then I'm like, no, I've got to don't do get my drawn in. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't use it. I literally, there'd be, even in the race at the weekend, I, I literally wore a Casio. Okay. Like, just wore, wore a Casio. Yeah. I knew kind of my pace that I needed to be like every 5K, 10K, yeah. so on and so forth. So I think becoming too kind of um, focused on that can uh, mess up quite yeah. a few people's training because you're like, oh, I've got to, I've got to run 80 miles a week or I've got to run... 10 miles a day yeah and it's you've got to go on how you feel yeah you know, so don't get drawn into that that no. segment racing no I, I yeah people just look into like you know the heart rates you know run into heart rate and all of that i just think just go out the door see how you feel you yeah. know it's each day is going to be completely different yeah. so you know there's no point letting a watch letting this kind of app tell you right you need to go out today yeah. You need to do these things. You need to run 10 miles. It just, you know, there are days where it just doesn't work like that. Running yeah. doesn't work like that sometimes. Is it hard work sometimes? Running? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, there are periods in the year where you go quite stale. Okay. You obviously come off your peak. You go yeah. really stale. You feel absolutely crap. 
and then obviously you still got to go out and do two runs or yeah. a session and you're like I can't be asked oh, not today because no. you, you go you travel to run your, so you go up to I forgot where it is now Bushy Park Bushy Park yeah so it. it's in London yeah yeah I go up twice a week so we've got a park down the road what's wrong with that <laughs> yeah. why so what's the benefit to going to Bushy Park Bushy Park um, it's not just Bushy Park itself even though it's a fantastic place to run it's it's got so many different routes where is it because it's flat and your dad can go on a push bike and stay with you there's that there <laughs> is that yeah Terry good old tell um, so there's that you know but it's more to do with the guys I'm training with okay so I train with a group um, we're all coached by the same guy a guy called Jeff Watkin he lives on the Isle of Wight okay um, so we're all coached by and there you know you've got Adam Clark who's from Hastings yeah he's a uh, Anything from kind of 1,500 up to 5, 10K, even done a half marathon. Yeah. Um, and they're a group of us, a, a good stable of athletes that train there. And obviously being flat, you know, in Hastings, it's a little bit different because you need to like cross roads or like junctions that you need yeah. to cross. And it does become a little bit of a pain. Yeah, changing your pace constantly. That's right. So yeah. you can literally go into Bushy Park. Like one lap is like six miles. Okay. It's all dead flat and it's all kind of on like a cinder. Yeah. So it's perfect for running. Perfect running. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. And, you know, the wind isn't too bad. Obviously, if I do like a session down there <laughs> on, the, on, the, on the front, you know, yeah. the seafront, it's, you know, you know, headwinds. Yeah, you know. I end up running on the spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not going anywhere. Or getting dropped off and running with the wind. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. No, that's, yeah, that is the main reason why I go up to London. Um, yeah. My dad takes me up, you know, and, uh, you know, I'm really grateful that he does obviously take me up the whole yeah. way. So well, it's lucky he loves it, but then I guess that's why you're in it. Yeah, I mean, so. we, I mean, we leave at like six in the morning, so we, you know, we get back at about one o'clock. Yeah. So it's not a whole day wasted. No. So you know, and it works. You know, it works and it fits in with everything that I'm yeah. doing right now. So oh, that's yeah, good. that's good. Hmm. And so it's nice that your dad does it with you and stuff. So that's makes amazing. it a bit easier, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So that's good to know. We'll come back to your dad in a bit, actually. Yeah, okay. Um, right, that, that, so the HY, the tent, the high altitude stuff. So I know a lot of people have asked about this. A lot of people talk about this. Um, obviously, I know what it is because I've, I've been in there myself. Can you explain to people listening and watching what it is? So um, the high altitude training is um, something that me and my dad came up with a couple of years ago. Um, and the kind of the premise of where it started was it was mainly for me. So running at altitude or like a simulated environment where yeah. you'd be, say, running the height of Kenya, so like 70,000 feet above sea level, yeah. um, to get the benefits. And then over time, you know, we've now got obviously a room where you walk in, it's airtight. And as soon as you walk in, you're at, say, like 10,000 feet. Yeah. Um, and yeah, obviously any walks of life can come in and use it really, yeah. you know, so... A lot of people think it's for elite athletes and it's not, yeah. you know, and it's not just for runners because it's not, you know, we train yeah, yeah. a lot of fighters. Yeah. Well, you've had a few of mine in. That's yeah. Made a few a, of yours. Difference. Yeah. Um, so the people that will be thinking, right, to running at altitude, why is that better? Why is running at 10,000 foot better than running at sea level? So if we take a look at people, say, on the top end of athletics, so you've got Kenyans and Ethiopians, they yeah. are predominantly known as long distance you know, machines. Yeah, beasts. They all come from, you know, places, uh, you know, that are at high altitude. Yeah. And there's obviously a reason for that. So training above sea level at that height will 
over time, so over you no know, different sessions with us, or if you was to say in Kenya, yeah, you start to build um, more red blood cells in the body. So your your body releases chemicals which create more red blood cells. Yeah. So then when you train or race or compete at sea level, you have obviously more red blood cells to transport oxygen yeah. to the to the muscles on a higher demand. So it, that for a fighter could mean you could work at a higher tempo, you could recover in between rounds, loads Fast quicker yeah. you know, than your opponent. Or in running terms, it just means that you'll be able to maintain a faster pace yeah. at the same kind of intensity, you know, yeah, feeling yeah. easier. Um, and for the average Joe person, you know, that just wants to use it, you burn a lot more calories at altitude. Yeah. So for fighters, obviously, that's quite good for cutting weight. Yeah. Well, the other week, I burned 1,000 calories instead of 300 Yeah. in the same amount of time. That's right, yeah. So for someone that wanted to come in and just use it to lose weight, you know what I mean? We've had so many guys that have come in and mm. lost tons of weight, you yeah. know, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's beneficial for anyone, any walks of life, really. So it's, you know, there are a lot of health benefits with, with using it, you know, yeah. and obviously me and my dad, obviously um, knowing a lot about running and the system, um can offer a really good service with yeah, yeah. helping anyone of any kind of ability really well you've certainly got the knowledge yes to, yeah to, to yeah, get the there. yeah and um yeah you, i definitely think you tick that box and so obviously you run the the high altitude stuff with your dad uh terry yeah hey terry how you doing um how important is it to have obviously your dad part of your business part of your training part of your life having that support network around you yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't have the kind of the things that I have right now if it wasn't for my dad and, you know, my mum, you know, my family, you know, completely. Yeah. Um, it's that support system in place that allows me to, you know, work with my dad and yeah. work at the work at the chamber, do the running, all of those different things because they've supported me from day one. Yeah. And it's quite a hard thing, I guess. I mean, I'm not a parent, but. You know, say they've got a kid that's like 10 and they're doing all these different things. Oh, yes. There is that kind of thought, perhaps, how far is this, how long is this going to go on for? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they've they've always had my back. They've always supported me with my running. Um, and I've been really, really fortunate because of that, you know, and being able to perhaps do the things that I've been doing now because yeah. of what they've done for me, which is, I think, it's massive. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's helped a hell of a lot. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. And again, it's nice that to be. It's nice, isn't it, to be around your family while you're doing what you oh, like. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I think you know my mum was saying you know they were sat the other day in front of the TV watching me come in. You know, and um, it was yeah for them was you know a really proud yeah. moment. So for me to hear that you know is is yeah. amazing. Yeah. Wicked. Well, thank you, Terry. And what's your mum's name? Mandy. Mandy for keeping <laughs> this boy's dreams alive. Yeah. <laughs> which is cool. Um. I want to backtrack a little bit, actually, back to the tent. Because um, yep. we've talked about, obviously, the benefits of how good it is for you, for recovery, for your fitness and so on and so on. Um, I remember you telling me a little while ago that you used to sleep in a tent. Yes. Tell us about that. So I remember, again, going back to Mo, him sleeping in one and, yeah. you know, the benefits of obviously having um, on the body. Yeah. And I thought, well, if he's doing it... That's what I've got to be doing. I've got to be doing it as well. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a really weird setup to have, you know, and obviously I had, you know, a girlfriend at the time and she was like, what the hell's this? Yeah. And I was trying to explain that to people. <laughs> they just think you're... Did you make her sleep in the tent? There was a point where we, you know, 
we were, you know, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it, it's tough, you know, like, you know, you'd get in and, you know, again, it was trial and error. You know, yeah. you'd wake up and it was like sweaty. It was hot. Yeah. It was just crap. You, you'd lose so much sleep. Yeah. And then over time, it took a lot of trial and error. Um, but then, yeah, you start to reap the benefits from sleeping at that height yeah. and it helped massively. Um, it's not the same as going to Kenya and living yeah. there, but it's pretty close. Yeah, and it, it, it definitely close. gives you an extra little bonus. Massively, yeah. You would. It takes like a couple of weeks to kind of to work, you know, to start to see the benefit. And that yeah. first two weeks is crap. You know, you feel tired, yeah. feel really like leggy and. Well, heavy. first time I ran in it, I, yeah. I, I, I lit, say fell over, but I could <laughs> barely stand. I was like, "Whoa, that's fairly intense." Yeah, it's it's tough, you know. Uh, but yeah, like I said, you know, I, I saw this guy and I was, you know, Mo, and I was like, "I've got to give it a go." Yeah, yeah, you know, for sure. So how long would you recommend, again, people watching, listening, um, that you'd need to do it for to start to see a benefit? Obviously, you can't run once in it and go, ah. Oh. No, you know, a minimum is twice a week. Okay, you know, so um, twice a week. And for how long for? Um, we obviously say an hour each time. Yeah. Um, or we can do like half hour slots as well yeah. for perhaps beginners, people that aren't that fit. Yeah. You know, an hour to someone might they might think, bloody yeah. hell, yeah. I don't yeah. want to run for an hour. Yeah. So yeah, we kind of set things up so it kind of fits in around the individual. Yeah. And yeah, twice a week really, you know. Um and then what for six weeks, eight weeks, ten weeks? Like it depends on the plan. So if a person wants to come in and lose weight, then obviously we'll draw up a plan. If a yeah. person wants to come in and go, right, I want to do hastens half next year. Yeah. We can go, right, let's get twelve sessions in. You know, you're going to see a massive difference. Yeah. Um, and we're going to be able to shift that, you know, fitness forward. Yeah. So it does take time. And not like no person that comes in is ever the same. Yeah. So people react to altitude in totally different, different ways. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, one person might come in and after six sessions, they can already notice a benefit. Yeah. So it might take someone 12 sessions. Yeah. So it's about consistency and routine with it. So, but it's, it's definitely worth you know, if you want to improve, yeah. it's just another tool to have. Yeah, nice. So if you haven't thought about that, guys, give these guys a shout. They're on Facebook and bits and pieces. They can find you on High Altitude, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. High, High Altitude page, yeah. Yeah, just give them a look up, give them a shout, and I'm sure Cheers, yeah. Sure, they can um, help you out. So they've helped my, me out, they've helped my team out, um, and we have seen benefits from it. So, mm. um, yeah, For sure. give them a look, give them a look. How important is graft? You can't really compare it, can you? Nope. I think nope. uh, a lot of people don't understand sometimes, like, it's not, like, individual. It, yeah. it literally happens to anyone. So, like, you know, yeah. if you're a fighter, runner, whatever it might be. Even going to work. Yeah, going no. to work, whatever it might be. Yeah. It could be in any aspect. Graph is paramount, I think, you know, yeah. and it's kind of, a, I think, one of the main foundations of anyone you know that you need to kind of get your head around to that there's going to be parts where it's just crap it's literally crap you know when you're running 100 100 plus miles a week there's a point where i wake up and i'm like i just want to stay in bed <sighs> not today yeah yeah and it might be lashing it down the rain you know like there's yeah. so many different things like and that would start i reckon that stop most people just that one thing 100 definitely you know yeah. i think it has me maybe once or twice you know yeah. or a few times you know I'll put my hands up to it. But graft is, you know, so, so important. You know, there's no beating around a bush with it. You know, you either do or you don't. Yeah. And I think the quicker that you understand that, you know, 
you do need to make sacrifices and i think there's like there's a really good saying it's um you've got to learn to be comfortable being uncomfortable (laughs) yeah literally said it yesterday in barrows yeah yeah but we're echoing the same thing and people i I get shouted at this saying it's a gym but i'm like the snowflakes do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But the, the millennials, and yeah. no disrespect to them, <laughs> but you've got to be prepared to get dirty. You've got to get prepared to be uncomfortable yeah. and put yourself in positions that you don't want to be in because the life isn't, you know, roses and sunshine. No. Um, and people are too prepared, I feel personally, to go, yeah, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it the weekend. But nothing gets done because you just you keep procrastinating. You keep putting it off. Mm. And again, it it can be the run. It can be the boxing. It could be the twelve rounds you got to do on the bag. It could be having that discussion with your wife, your husband. Yeah. There, there do your homework. Yeah, I mean, like you know, going off a little bit. You know, I always used to find speaking in front of groups mega uncomfortable. Yeah, couldn't do it. I used to like break out and sweat. So I just didn't want to do it. You know, but. Again, it's putting yourself in that uncomfortable environment. Yeah, it's going to be crap for a while, but you learn. You know, I think like humans are very good at adapting. So, like, if you put yourself in an uncomfortable situation or a situation that yeah you're not meant to be in, yeah, you will learn. You know, yeah, so definitely. I never, you know, it was it wasn't an overnight thing where I could run 80, 90 plus miles a week. You yeah. know, and people forget that. Some people just jump into training and think, right, I'm going to go out and run 100 miles a week. He does yeah. it. Yeah. But then a week later, you've broken down. It takes time. And, yeah, adaptation in, in comes in many shapes and forms, whether it's physical, mental. Yeah. You know, it's it's that graft aspect, you know, is, is always going to happen Yeah. with anyone. So um, the quicker you learn that, you know, the quicker you can kind of get past it. And, you know, it's going to be crap, but you just got to get your head through it. What's sure. the one bit of advice you'd give someone then on the back of that? So if you had any advice, because again, confidence, getting out and doing it, having that drive. I think if I'm being totally honest, it's like not one standalone session that defines you as an athlete or a fighter. I think it's consistency, yeah. personally. Consistency like was, is obviously built through structure, routine, yeah. um, and those things will build consistency. And if you're consistent you will see drastic improvements in, in, in anything, whether it's your fighting, you know, whether it's, you know, going out for an easy plod or just trying to lose weight. Yeah. If you get yourself into consistent routine, that is the key, I believe. You yeah. know, that kind of, like I said, you know, you can't go out and blast one week and the, the next couple of <laughs> Yeah, that's right. You know, it happens. I see it all the time, you know, and, you know, yeah, it just comes back to consistency. Yeah. It's It's paramount for sure. Nice. There you go, guys. Keep consistent. Keep the grind going. Again, every other person I interview will say exactly the same, but it's too easy now to give up and there's too much easy. For me, there's there's so many avenues that people can just go, oh, I'll just do that instead because it's easier. you got to take the hard road. And and that's always been quite a hard thing as well. You know, when I was growing up, I mean, I've had, I'm not going to say names, but people (laughs) like, you know, saying you're not going to be good enough, you're too small, you do this, you do that. Yeah. And growing up, that was quite tough, you know, it's, and this is going to be the same for anyone, you know, listening is, uh, that's going to happen. People are going to say, well, you know, you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that, or you might not be good enough. And it's very easy to get into that mindset where you're like, perhaps they're right. Um, Mm. And it's actually a lot harder to actually 
put yourself in a position where you think, actually, I need to believe in myself right now. I need to be confident and, yeah. um, you know, just keep doing what I'm doing, you know, and it takes time. Keep digging. That's right, yeah, it, and it takes time. You know, people forget yeah. that. It doesn't happen overnight. It takes, you know, a lot of time, a lot of sacrifices, you know, yeah. for sure, nice. you know. Good. Do you, one more question before I finish. Um, do you have any, like, fears, to, whether it be competition or, or building up or your training? Like, is there anything that that you feels might drain you or...? Um, I think it's obviously the fear of underperforming sometimes. Yeah. Obviously, when you are running, say, in an elite race, yeah. there is that kind of fear of, right, I need I need to execute this so well. So there, there is that, I think. And as well, it sounds quite weird, but I've always thought about I know how good I can be and that in itself sometimes is a fear. The pressure on yourself. That's right. I, I yeah. realise how good I can be, Yeah. which sometimes stops me from well, doing running things. with Mo Farah in the top 10, Yeah. Is it doesn't get much better than that, Yeah, that's it? right. No, it's true. Yeah, it's very true. So so the pressure of that, like the, pr- the pressure on yourself to yeah. be able to perform at your best. Yeah, it, that gets very tough sometimes, you know, just being able to... You need to put yourselves in those situations where... You know, again, it does come back to that support system. Yeah. It does come back to your coach, and but the bottom line is like you're the one doing it. So yeah. your coach can go to you. You're an amazing fighter, just like the coach would go to me. You're an amazing runner. You can do this. Yeah. But if you're not willing to put yourself in that situation, whether you're fighting or running, yeah. And you don't believe it yourself, like it's it's. I wouldn't say it's pointless, but it will affect you yeah. massively. You know, you've, I get onto the start line and I was saying this to someone the other day. If someone came up to him and was like, I'm going to beat you today. If I was like, yeah, you probably are. Nine times out of ten, that person's always going to beat me. Yeah. So I'm not like that. If someone yeah. actually come up to him and was like, I'm going to beat you, I'd be like, well, you can bloody try. Yeah, bring it. Yeah, yeah bring yeah. it. And you've got to be like that. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I Amazing. think so that, that that part of it's so, so And that was me, like... I'd never think a runner would have a fighter's mentality. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. That's very true. Yeah, I guess. Because in a fight, you, you're not going to beat me. But I hadn't thought of that mindset there. Like, yeah, I yeah. mean, the you know, going back to the half, you know, there was a period where there's like three of us. You know, we're coming into the twelfth mile, so we've got a mile left, and that's when it really does come down to the line. That yeah. that point there, I'm thinking, I've got these guys these guys that mindset shifts yeah it does you know because then you're thinking you're thinking how am i going to beat these guys and if i was sat there thinking i'm tired on this on that yeah well actually i'm like no it's time to go you know i can do this so it's 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 so so important to have that that belief in yourself to be able to do it otherwise you're never going to do it yeah and that again that's with everything in life everything literally yeah any aspect that literally yeah. comes into any format of, of life i think yeah. yeah for sure yeah there you go wicked well i've well again we've rattled on for a long time it's, <laughs> i've really enjoyed it i've learned a lot about running which is fantastic i've learned no a bit more about you which is great um guys if you've got any questions about the high altitude stuff about running you've got a personal um pt uh yeah. I can't think now. Yeah, online training. So online yeah. training, that's the word I was looking for. So you've got your own online training business as well. So if you've got any questions about running, PT training, high altitude, give Ross and his team a shout and I'm 
100 percent sure they can help you out yeah so i just want to say thank you so much for your time no worries i always give everyone the opportunity to ask me a question because again like, there's me asking questions all the way through so i always say to my guys like is it, have you got any questions for me yeah i think um the one question that stands alone for me and from what i see is how do you do it i, I <laughs> you literally do so much yeah. in terms of like there's so many strings to your you know bow as it were yeah I think, yeah. um good question and I, I do get asked it a lot and for me it's i guess it's like how do you run 100 miles a week you just go yeah that's right yeah three two one and go mm. that's kind of how i operate three yeah. two one and go so the alarm goes off i get up so that's the start of my day i don't snooze i don't have five snoozes i'll get up at eight i'll get up at half eight i'll get up at nine like this morning 404 up in here, it's time to get up. And I'm like, it's 4.04, what are you doing? But I will start work because what's the point in lying in bed for three hours when I'm awake? So I'll get up. Yeah. Um, and again, over the last couple of years, obviously HKA has grown and grown and grown, which is fantastic. I then get these stupid ideas like doing podcasting, which I really enjoy, by the way. Um, it doesn't generate any money. It's just I, I enjoy interviewing people and learning more. But I've learned so much more. It's almost like therapy for myself. Yeah. Um, and then what I've learned over this year, more so, what if I'm honest, I did start burning out. Well, I didn't realise I was burning out. Mm. And then it was a long joke, but I, I you know, I do like a 36-8. People go, how do you fit it all in? I'm just, well, I just, I've got a to-do list. I get up and I tick my way through it. I do as much as I can. And then the next day, it just grows. And then you do it again and do it again. And you, although I never complete my tick list or my to-do list, I achieve so much because I just know I've got to keep going. Yeah. And there are days when I'm like, oh, I should stop and slow down. And I do have the odd downtime, but like today's my day off. I was saying that it's not a day off. I'm at the gym three till eight tonight. But to me, that's a day off because I love my job. This morning, I've had a few meetings already. I'm taking on sales person. Um, but what I've realized is I can't do all the selling and training and PTing and podcasting. So this year I've learned from Rob Moore, who owns the podcast company, and a few other people like Gordon, that to start leveraging other people who are good at what they do. So mm. I know there's people that are better than me at spreadsheets and accounting, yes. and so sales. So I'm now taking a bit of a back step on that, and I'm going to employ someone to do it. Delegating. Yeah, more, so yeah. That, that that's really difficult for me, because for 20 years I've built up HKA and... It's been my baby. Yeah, that's why. Uh, and every time I've given it away a little bit, they've messed it up. And I'm like, no, you like yeah. come back, give, give it, it back. back yeah. yeah. So this year I've really learned to step aside. So like Jenny's come on full time this month and she's already, like we've signed up 100 people in six weeks. It's amazing, isn't it? Because I've stepped back, stepped to the side, I've let go and I've said, actually, Jen, I'm going to give you more responsibility. Mm. And she's stepped up to the plate. Same as Sade, helping me with paperwork. I'm going to take on a salesperson. I'll let you know in three months' time how that went. But the, I guess just get up and crack on. Same as you're running. Yeah. Don't procrastinate. Don't count to 10. Because while you're counting to 10, you've thought of 10 reasons why you, want, you don't want to go for a run in the rain, in the wind, when it's cold. Just get up and do it. Make a list. Know what you've got to do. And get as far through it as you can. It is hard work. It is grind. I was up at 4 o'clock this morning. Like... Like I said to you earlier, I'm going to finish the gym seven, eight o'clock tonight. I've got to go and pick my brother up. Then I've got to drive to, um, where am I going? Bedford. <laughs> yeah. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I won't get to Bedford till probably half 11. Yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of people definitely do know you for that kind of that work, mm. right? You know, it's, it's you know, yeah. you're, ne- you're non-stop, so which is that work rate is, you can't teach that. No. And I, I learned that from, like, my parents have always grafted all mm. the time. Um, and I learned to, I suppose I learned to graft from there. Just mm. you know, mum and dad are working hard, I work hard. The thing that I've learned to improve myself is to work smarter. Not Still hard. work hard, yeah. but if I can work smart and hard, that's where we win. So the meeting I had today is going to be huge if it kicks off, mm. as in kicks off in a good way. But in like lockdown, like everyone knows like we've just come out of like five months of COVID, the gym shut, whereas most of my friends, competitors sat on their ass. Yeah. No offence. You've got to be proactive. But yeah. as like it's nice to know that people have gone like like fruit I worked harder in lockdown when I didn't have a job than I have normally. Because I'm going, how how can I survive? Where can I make money? How can I serve my friends? How can I serve our members? Mm. Um I'll shit myself. Yeah, but like, honestly, so worried about what was happening. Now we've come out of, or we're coming out of COVID, um, and our figures have gone through the roof. I'd, I'd like to think that's because we worked so hard while everyone else was sitting still. Mm. Now what I've realised is I'm going to continue working harder. So yeah, get up and do it. That's right. Simple, isn't Simple it? Simple as that. It is. Yeah. Good question. Um, so that that's us done. Um, thank you for your time. It's been amazing. I've learned a lot about running that I didn't know about. I've actually realised there's actually quite a few comparisons between running and fighting, which is cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, thank you for letting me run in the tent and nice, bits and pieces. I do need to get back in there. <laughs> I keep saying it, but I really, really do. So, um, but yeah, get into it. Yeah. Thank you so. once again, buddy. Right, thank you for right, having me on. Thanks yeah. for listening. Thanks for watching. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope this has like really touched and helped some of you out. Again, if you're thinking about running, get into it. If you are a runner, hopefully this has kind of helped your mindset. I know it's been a long one, so thank you for listening. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the channels. That's the first time I've ever said that, I think. Uh, Take care and we'll see you guys soon. See you later. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's chat, have any questions or feedback for us, or would like to be on one of our podcasts, leave a review and we will happily get back to you. If you would like more details on how Hastings Kickboxing Academy can help you or a family member, find all our contact details in the show notes. Make sure you subscribe to HKA's Kickstart Your Confidence podcast. And remember, it's not just a sport, it's a way of life.